0: Welcome to the True Talk Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by True Living Real Estate, powered by Keller Williams. Our mission, we are a real estate team committed to excellence, integrity, as well as living an abundant lifestyle. We are bold, friendly rebels, willing to do whatever it takes to uphold these values. For our families, we help buy, sell, and invest in real estate. I'm your host, True Living Team Leader, Nellie Depenture. I'm Jessica Abart. And today we are here with a special guest, a good friend of mine. Her name is Sheila Arredondo. Hopefully I did not butcher your last name. Like I hear myself say it in my head and then it comes out of my mouth and it never sounds like I think it's going to sound.
1: Arredondo.
0: Arredondo. Okay. 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 I wish your husband were here to laugh at me. Uh, oh gosh. But anyway, the reason why I invited you to be on Our podcast this week, Sheila, is you and your husband have created an amazing business, an amazing restaurant in downtown Eau Claire in our market, right across from Phoenix Park. Um, Maybe everyone, I hope that our listeners have heard of it. It's called Silly Serrano's Restaurant. And you have created an amazing business around fresh ingredients, high quality food in a quick service setting. And I've just been so amazed by your growth and how diverse your menu is. And what a great experience that you've made, um, Silly Serrano's. And we're diehard raving fans. Um, So I wanted to talk to you, I wanted to bring you on to talk about how you've created a raving fan base and created some boundaries on what you do and how that's really driven demand and made your raving fans even more loyal. But before we get into all of that, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and your husband and how you started your business. Uh,
1: I think our listeners would really benefit from that. Sure. So I have a business background, um, but I've also worked in the restaurants for many years. I kind of did the the front, a um, lot of serving, managing, and my husband has worked in um, the kitchens for many years. And when we moved uh, to Eau Claire almost exactly three years ago, um, we moved here to be closer to family and also because we wanted to start our own business and we knew we wanted the family support. So um, we were kind of just tossing around ideas and we found the you know former Smiley Moose space and it seemed like a perfect location across from Phoenix Park, nice patio. And so when we kind of found that, we're just like, okay, this, this is it. And um, my husband, being from Mexico, he, he actually has never worked in a Mexican restaurant. He's always worked in steakhouses and different cuisines. And so, but for him, he, like, is very passionate about Mexican food. So um, being able to have the space and create our own business, um, it was pretty easy to know what we were going to do. Um, we make a pretty good team since he's kind of got all the Um, back of the house skills and I've got the front of the house skills, the management. And so we got the space and um, cooking comes very easy for him. So he came up with the Uh menu like in a couple hours (laughs) and um, as I sit there and I'm like, oh, we have to like, you know, I have to create this website and I got to get everything online. And He's like, "Okay, what do you want? Here you go. Um, And then I have a huge passion for health and nutrition. um, So I've been able to kind of add some of that into it with doing fresh squeezed juices. And then, like you said, just really using quality ingredients. Um, It's been, you know, as far as like growing our client base, it's been really cool to see the people that continue to come in Um, and that are just like, I can't imagine not having you here. Um, Loving the options of doing our like salad bowls. Um, I've been gluten free for probably over 20 years. Um, So we cater a lot to people that have food allergies. Um, And then in the last um, year, I found that I also have dairy allergies. So um, now coming, like I have a vegan mayo that um, it's well, it's our Serrano Mayo, and then I've made it vegan, and it's absolutely amazing and delicious. Um, so since I want something that tastes good and I want to have dairy-free food that um, is, you know, tasty, um, I I have that and I offer that. So it's been kind of exciting to just add other, you know, options for people. And it's as I just like have this own like internal like, okay, I'm kind of going through this all these people just start coming in and they they have dairy allergies. and so it's just like I'm talking to them, and they're so excited to have a place that has other options for them. Um, so it's it's been fun to like bring that kind of passion to it. Um, so it's not just like we're serving food. we're you know, also just like giving you kind of the a healthy option um, with that.
0: Yeah, you're really meeting people where they're at, which is hard to do in quick service casual dining and it really blows people's expectations out of the water because Mexican food isn't generally regarded as something that can be uber that that is traditionally uber healthy. You can do it with really good high quality ingredients and good fats and all of that which you advertise on your menu you source your meats from local farms Um, i really appreciate all of that and it's a great place to take a family like our kids love coming in um, and it's really good it's really good tasty food and i think that going back to what you first kind of touched on is getting excited about building your business in that location because we all know that the most important criteria criteria in real estate is what
1: location 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 location. (laughs) I learned that too along the way It, it
0: absolutely is it absolutely is so that's really really cool um so you started your business three years ago can you talk about what kind of strategy you used in the beginning to build your business and maybe how that kind of changed during COVID I know that A lot of businesses had to make really big changes, especially in the food and hospitality industry. Can you kind of talk about that transition?
1: Yeah. I mean, as far as growing our business, we've done it in a very organic kind of way, Um, word of mouth. I have done very limited um, marketing. Um, And so I guess my husband and I just feel very differently about that. I would probably go and spend a little bit more on marketing, but he is just like, no, we will, you know, build this from the ground up and we're going to work it um, and, and grow it that way. Um, as far as COVID hit, we, again, with our location, got really lucky that there was this um, just window, a drive-through window on the back side that no one knew really existed until COVID hit. And so it was a pretty easy yeah. transition for us. Um, I just had to get like a second line, phone line in there. And so um, as soon as that happened and we were able to still just serve food out the window, um, we kind of just saw, like, a boost in business at that time um, and feel really, really fortunate for for how that all went. Um, we initially thought maybe we were going to have to, you know, um, let go of some staff. But then we realized with, like, the business coming in and just how you have to be really diligent with to-go orders and making sure it's right. So we were able to keep on all of our staff that through that time, too. Um, and then awesome. Yeah, and just, yeah, kind of grew it that way and, you know, got the word out, did a little bit of advertising, um, during COVID just with volume one, um, and just kind of let people know. And now everybody knows about the drive through window.
2: Did you have a lot of like carriers come through? Like, um, you know, people that are ordering food through like, uh, DoorDash or, you know, yeah, yeah, I wonder during uh, COVID. Yes. A yes. lot of, a lot of the
1: delivery. Mm-hmm. And we use DoorDash, Eat Street, and Bite Squad. So
2: Okay, cool. Yeah. I love your drive thru. That's how I've only ever ate at your restaurant is through your drive thru. So I, I love that.
0: Yeah, that's great. It's the healthiest and tastiest drive thru in town. So that is that is awesome. So if anybody needs a quick um, dinner dinner option if you're running late from work, definitely check them out. Um Okay, so going back to um, one of the main reasons why I wanted you on, so we have um, a lot in common. My husband and I ran a quick service restaurant franchise before I started my real estate business full-time, and I will tell you that the hardest thing about that business was being open from 10 in the morning until 10 or midnight at night, seven days a week, and we did that From 2003 to 2015 wow and it was horrible it was horrible (laughs) like the good thing about it was we stayed open we had a successful business and all of that but you know um i grew up in a dairy farm family and we um had to be home every single morning at five and every single night at five to milk cows and that's how i grew up so i was used to being chained to a family business. So it really didn't bother me as much as it might have most people because, you know, um, restaurants are, it's kind of like dairy farming, except you're dealing with people in that house, which is (laughs) a lot harder actually. (laughs) So anyway, um, we didn't make changes or boundaries around that. And it probably hurt our bottom line. I know that it hurt our family in a lot of different ways, Um, which we've been able to rebound from. But can you just talk about, like, the hours at Silly Serrano's are open and how you figured out your calendar and, like, kind of the evolution of that?
1: Sure. So, yeah, we initially went in. We're open seven days a week. um, And I think our initial hours were 11 to 9. And I guess – after probably about a month, I was like, whoa, I, we are not going to be able to sustain this. And so we shaved them back um, and did Fridays and Saturdays, 11 to 8. And um, and then the rest, uh, Tuesday through Thursday, um, 11 to 7. We, you know, played with for a while there. We were, you know, we were open the seven days. Then we slowly cut Mondays. Um, and then we slowly cut off Sundays and then got to the point where, yeah, we were at the hours we were talking that I just mentioned, um, the Friday and Saturday, 11 to 8, and the Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 7. So we went, we stayed with those hours for a really long time. And, um, you know, the employee shortage has been more challenging for us than COVID was. Um, so staffing, we just got to the point where we're like, just staying open, my husband and I are there all day, the entire day, Um, you know, and again, all day, it's, we're, you know, there before 11 o'clock, you know, we're there at 9 a.m. and we're there after, you know, we close, so the hours are extended. And um, in the summertime we had, thank God, my mother-in-law that comes from Mexico and watches our boys, Um, but with school um, starting up, we just realized that, you know, we aren't in the place where we've had, found employees that we can really rely on to take the reins and run it for us. And we haven't gotten to the point where, you know, we can financially really compensate someone to just take over our positions. So to kind of create that boundary, um, we decided that we would work Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 530. And then, um, and Friday, actually, we um, stopped with our Friday at 532. And then um, Saturday at 11 to 3 and kind of, I guess, shifting backwards in the evolution there. Saturday we was the first time that we kind of cut off at 3 and that was kind of a big deal. And that was the realization that I could like offer my employees more money, but they were always wanting the weekends off. And so I realized that many of them actually would value a Saturday night off more than having more money in their pocket. And so when we told them that, you know what, hey, we're going to close Saturday at 3. You guys never have to work a Saturday night anymore. You get all day Sunday off. You get all day Monday off. I mean, they were literally jumping for joy. And so I definitely knew that that was the right decision. Um, And then, you know, there's, you know, definitely it's been a little challenging for me um, that Friday cutting it so early um, and, and having that, but then also just knowing, like, You know, we can be there. My husband and I, these hours are manageable for us. And then we can still, you know, put our kids in soccer and different things that I can pick them up from their after school program. I can get them to their, you know, different classes and games and have some of that family life balance. And that has been sometimes, you know, it's worth more than the money. Right. So, you know, sometimes, yes, you can keep chasing that dollar. But, um these kids aren't going to get, you know, they're not going to get any littler and they're not going to stay little forever. So.
2: How it, old are your kids? They're five and
1: nine. Five and nine. Oh, yeah. fun. Yeah.
2: I have a five and four year old. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Time with them is precious.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
2: And you know all about that too, Nelly. <laughs> yeah, now that you're spending more time with your family.
0: Oh, for sure. And, um, there's just so much I respect about that as a fellow businesswoman, Sheila. Um, and in reality, I think I'd have, we'd have to do a deep dive onto your books, but I don't know that you're really giving up all that much. And what there's so many lessons here for a business person on looking at, you know, you're, you're teaching people how, you're training people how to, how to um, interact with you, you're training people how to treat you. And you're making, you're forcing people to be intentional about their choices. Because, and what that's doing is it's, it's creating a base of raving fans. Like, I know your hours and I know that when I want Silly Serrano's, it's going to be an early dinner on Friday night or it's going to be for lunch. And that's just how it is. So that's what I plan around. And I think that if you pulled um, like your regulars, The people that really matter, your repeat customers, the people that are going to refer you and come in consistently, they all know that. And no one's not going to patronize your business just because you're not open on Sundays. It actually creates more of a demand and more intention around the people that are visiting you. So they're um, probably, their order tickets are probably higher. They're probably bringing more people with them um, to enjoy it. I think... uh, can you kind of agree that you've seen those things happen?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, our regulars—I have many, many customers that come in, you know, three to four times a week. <laughs> so it is awesome yeah. to see. And and yeah, and I, and I have awesome. had other people too say the same thing. They're like, you know, we wanted to go out for you know a Saturday night dinner, but we just decided we're going to come here at you know two o'clock and kind of have you know our lunch, dinner, and early dinner, and and also it's better to eat earlier, right? So the other days of the week, if you can, if you can make it in before the 530. And I'm also trying to really educate people that you don't have to be like out the door at 530. Like our kitchen, you know, stops taking the last order around 530. Um, You know, if we don't have any other tickets, Yeah. yeah, we start tearing down the kitchen. But if we've got other people in there, they're still cooking, we'll still take your order. So, you know, and if people are wanting For to sure. do the drive through sure. and pick it up, if you can't get there till five forty five, six o'clock, we're still there. That's fine.
0: Cool. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And I think there's so many lessons for other business people that aren't in the restaurant business about the importance of creating boundaries around your time and communicating well with your clients and when you're available. And it can create a lot of life balance. I know that I struggled, struggled with that in my early years of real estate of wanting to be available 24 hours a day. And that's just not it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable for your family. And it's not sustainable for your mental health. Can you guys kind of
1: talk to that? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I am one, I'm a person too, you know, I mean, just having my own business, you know, yes, I'm at the restaurant all those times, but I definitely um, get swept into, you know, emails and phone calls and text messages, you know, while I'm home and trying to be more mindful of not, you know. Always just having to answer that email or having to answer that text message and just getting back to people when I'm at work. For sure. For
2: sure. I would have to say, like, I see it. um, uh, My kids actually notice it more than I do, but they'll tell me, like, they'll ask me almost every day, like, do you have to work tonight? Is it a work night? Do you have to write a contract? Like, are you working? And so they're asking me these questions because it's become the norm now. That mommy picks them up from daycare and the first question they ask is mommy working tonight or does mommy get to play tonight so I, it kind of breaks my heart that more often um I have to tell them, well mommy has to work a little bit you know and a little bit's okay but those nights when I'm like I'm stuck to my computer because I'm drafting a contract because I did a bunch of showings today which is great um but that's like the whole night you know yeah so they're kind of fending for themselves So it's hard to have that work-life balance um, when you're in real estate. There's really no business, you know, um, hours of business. You kind of just conduct business when your clients want to purchase a home. So it's tough.
0: Yeah, cool. Well, I just want to wrap this up by saying that I love the enchiladas and I'm one of those people that I go into a restaurant and I figure out like one or two times I'll experiment and then I find like the thing that I love and I could be finding other favorite things by exploring the menu, but I really have no interest in that. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: like the, um, what's I the avocado love... serrano sauce. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. Have you tried that before Nellie? Is it avocado? Yeah, avocado. Serrano. Yeah, avocado serrano sauce. It is amazing. It's like a, a liquid avocado um, salsa.
1: Real creamy. Real creamy. Yes. With the yes. avocado in there.
2: Yeah, it's it's really good. You should try it oh, on your I guess enchiladas. I have to try that. So <laughs> yes. So it's
0: like so the guacamole, the queso, the queso sauce that is so good. Um, the chicken enchiladas, the cheese enchiladas. I usually get one chicken and two cheese, and then I, like, take one cheese home for, like, later, and she was laughing, and she's like, you do not, you eat that
1: whole thing. You made asked for a box, it's fine.
0: <laughs> their, their chips are incredible, they're, um, don't you have, like, a whole grain chip, even?
1: Um, it's a, you know, so we don't have any deep fryers, um, and that's something I'm really proud of, we have no fried food in our restaurant. That's awesome. um, and so we do have to buy our chips. Um, so we use a really nice quality um, stone grain chip. Yeah. So and then I
0: yeah.
1: we, I just want to tell people, like, I don't know if you guys have ever tried our fish tacos. So people have asked for fish tacos. And I definitely, when I go out to eat, I love to try fish tacos. Um, and they, since we started them, they have just like, Sword Like, people love them. And we use haddock. Um, A lot of places use tilapia, and I Mm -hmm. personally don't really love tilapia, and I know it's kind of farm-raised a lot. Um, But we found haddock, and it holds up really nice, and we use kind of the same seasoning that we use for our Friday walleye. Um, that's been really popular, so um, Ooh, I'll
2: have to try that. I yeah. love fish tacos, yeah. There's does it so have delicious. like a coleslaw on it and they
1: everything? Do, okay, yes. yummy! Yeah,
0: that's the way I like them, yeah. Yeah, that's what my husband always orders. Mm-hmm. So that's really good. Is it that's fried? Really no, no, it's, is
1: it's it, grilled, it's grilled, yep. okay, yummy,
2: yeah. Okay, I'll have to try that. Next so, yeah, time. nothing
1: fried. I know, you know, like. You know, a lot of, especially um, the Wisconsinites, like, love their fried food. and oh, yes. And I do, too. But I feel like you can still get, like, good flavor and feel really good after eating your food when you come eat with us.
2: I love it. I love good,
0: healthy food. I yeah, absolutely can. Okay, so we're going to wrap this up. Thank you so much, Sheila, for visiting with us. And if you are listening and you are local to our market in western Wisconsin, come on down to downtown Eau Claire. And they are right across from Phoenix Park on madison and what what's the riverfront
1: 329 riverfront
0: terrace great so you can order in person online or in the drive-through silly serrano's mexican Restaurant. um super healthy super tasty um local mexican food so thank you so much for sharing with us today sheila and thanks for listening awesome thanks for having me